We raced into action to develop a safe and effective vaccine at breakneck speed. In order to achieve this goal, we harness the full power of government. We're just days away from authorization from the FDA, and we're pushing them hard. How long before you can make the jump to light speed? We'd love to see if we could do it prior to the end of the year. Traveling through hyperspacing like Dustin Crops, boy, boy. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. All right, and we are live on Rockfin. Hey, this is uh, Conspiracy Kyle. Welcome to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. On this episode, I have a wonderful human being. He's in a jail cell right now in Guantanamo Bay. I don't know. I don't. He's got pretty good cell service though. So I want to welcome NY Patriot. How you doing tonight, brother? What's going on? How are you? Doing well. I am. I am doing great. I, I love the background. I love the hat. I mean, the hat is real. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's incredible. How long have you been sitting on that hat? Um, I got it maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. I like so, it. I mean, it's like fairly new. I haven't, uh, except for trying it on, I haven't used it yet. So this is the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whenever whenever they ship us off to the camps, you know, just make sure they let you they let you bring that along with you. That's why I'm in jail because I won't take the vax. <laughs> Right, that, right. The facts that Trump brought us. You won't take the yeah. So, so that's kind of what I let's let's get into that. You know, let me just say um, off off the top here, if you're not following NY Patriot on Instagram, you're you're missing out uh, on a few things. You're, for one, you're missing out on a whole lot of great content, a lot a lot of great information you put out there about the occult and everything. But you're also missing some really uh, master level trolling that you do. And for some reason, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Um, Imagine this. Kind of fucked like up. I troll my own fans. <laughs> you, you do, <laughs> and I swear it's. I swear it's like Sunday mornings is when I always see it. Do you, it's always you Sundays in- that get me, dude. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, do you intentionally do this on on Sundays because I, I'm I'm there for it and I love it. Um, it just happens to be. I mean, the couple of times that I've done it, it tends to be. It happened to be on Sundays, and it's just I don't know if it's that day or whatever. But I'll be scrolling through my stuff, and I feel like I see the most dumbest fucking Stockholm syndrome posts ever. And eventually I'm just like, yo, I'm like, it would be easier for me to make a post to make these people unfollow me than for me to have to go through all of them and unfollow them. 
<laughs> so so some of the some of the stuff and, and I'll, I'll let you kind of go into some of it in more detail but i think you know some of your premises you know we shouldn't treat any politician on any side yes. as like a god right as like every nothing they can do is wrong because the whole thing about you know and we obviously know all the, the QAnon stuff is you know fraud at this point uh, but like one of the main you know the one of the main tenets of it is like all the elites are evil and controlled and all this but for, for people that that followed Trump and like were seriously hardcore into Trump, they 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 overlooked that and kind of put him in a different category. So so yes. what do you, what do you think the, the deal same, was with that? I did the same thing. Um, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, I think the whole QAnon thing was really, I mean, I think it was a psyop in itself. But uh, I mean, going back to I guess like the whole trolling and like you know even with the reason I, I make these posts is because. I do see one people putting this. I mean, I've even questioned people. I've seen them call him king in fucking memes. And I'd be like, king? Like, yo, I mean, people need to put him up on a pedestal. And uh, I think people forget. Um, well, one, like I've said to you, if he was such a master in trolling, why didn't he sign like a shit ton of executive orders before he left the door to make all this shit just harder for Obama? I mean, my, right, my right. wife's my wife's uh, in the medical field and she's a medical biller and she can tell you that they are still fighting with Obamacare in court to try to change certain things. Mm -hmm. How old is that? And they've oh, been still years. trying to change shit. So this fucking guy, this almighty troller, this almighty savior and God couldn't do anything. The, the, the thing that he accomplished before leaving that people seem to, uh, you know, I guess, forget about is that we have the vaccine now, you know, and I will see people, uh, you know, talk about that, you know, uh, yeah, it's fucked up that Biden's doing whatever he's doing, but you have to remember how we got the vax. It was easy for him to create it, leave, and then let the other guy enforce the shit. And now he's the bad dude. Right. You know, and right. the, the whole thing is like, I'll, I'll see online. This is the shit that gets me going. Why you start seeing me post stuff. People make tons of excuses. I saw people, plenty of people that will say he did that so he could expose the vaccine. Now, you mean to tell me you're happy with electing a leader that's going to poison millions of fucking people to make a point? Right. That makes right. sense to you? Right. If he's willing to do that, he's no different. In the, it, it, even if that's that was the case. Saying, that, people people don't realize what they're saying. And honestly, a lot of the times, I hate to say it, when you start talking about the whole project warp speed and the vax, the answers you get from somebody that's like a hardcore conspiracy theorist or a QAnon person, their answers are just like a parroted libtard. It makes no sense. They respond real fucking quick and get mad. Mm -hmm. Right. They're no different than anybody on the left hearing something they don't like at and all. It's, and it's very similar to... What, what you're like, these claims they're saying about, oh, he let it happen intentionally because of blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing that you, we started to hear after the election, too, right? They said, well, he let it all this stuff happen. It had to be this way. It had to be this way because of this watermark and all this stuff. And it's going to expose oh. everybody. It's like everybody every week last year is like, it's, it's coming out. It's all yeah. happening this week, this week. But, you know, well, and I'm kind of with you. You know, I, I sided with Trump for, for quite a while. Oh, but I think, so you, did know, I. Yeah. you know, once you start to just see some of the stuff that he was involved with, even, you know, if you talk about, you know, Freemason ties and all this other kind of stuff, you know, Israeli intelligence, all this kind of stuff, you, you start to realize that he's not the person that you thought he was going to be, and especially like you said, at the end, he could have 
unloaded all kinds of stuff. He could have declassified a shit ton of documents. He could have pardoned Assange. He could have done a number of things. But like like what's coming out now, they're saying that, you know, maybe he wanted to have him assassinated or something like that. So maybe that was kind of uh, one of the reasons he didn't do it. But, you know, all these things that we were we were fed the lie of like what he was going to do. It just never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, that whole. Oh, God, I can't, it had to be this way. Yeah, that whole bullshit excuse. It's like, well, everybody had to be okay with the election being stolen, so now they can go to jail. And now it's the fucking this uh, audit that's not going to fucking go anywhere anyway. I hate to say it. You know, I mean, people don't also realize if you know, I used to be a firm believer that both sides were screwing us until this time around. I have never once picked a side, you know, and because of QAnon, I started to. you know how easy all this shit would be, all this fucking movie, all this political theater, if both sides were actually in on it? It'd be so much easier to pull off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've even questioned, are any of those election tapes even fucking real, these people cheating? Because if both sides were in on it, all you had to do was fill up a fucking room with a couple of people about, put some cameras up in the corner, record two minutes of shit, break it up into 10 different fucking videos, put it around online, and everybody believes the election was stolen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, we it, it could just as easily happen like we see it happens the other. Oh, Biden was doing a green screen, this or that. Like it could just as easily happen on the other side, too. Oh, and you know, what's so funny. There's been so many times I've actually seen people talk about, oh, that was a CGI Trump. He must not be somewhere else. He's hiding somewhere. Things, you know, must be worrying about this and that. People will admit that Trump does that. But it's for the, the, the almighty God's greatest reasons why. And then yeah. when Biden does it, it's because he's a fucking reptilian pedophile fucking hiding in his basement. But when Trump right. uses CGI, it's, you know, for the, the greater, the greater, the good. And, you know, whatever bullshit they want to come Right. And, and, you know, I, it, and it's, it's one of those things, you know, and I see this in myself whenever I'm trying to defend something and I'm having to make all these mental gymnastics to try to make it make sense. You know, maybe I'm just wrong. Like I, it, there's nothing there's nothing defeating as a person about saying you're wrong. I mean, that's a good thing to, to, to be wrong, to go through challenges, to get over it. Some people just need to come to terms with like, maybe, maybe they were wrong. You don't have to fully say like, oh, he's the worst person ever. But like, you know, some of the stuff I, I was believe was going to be true just didn't end up happening. I don't think that, that, I think that makes you a better person by doing that and not just continuing down in, 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 you know, drawing a line in the sand saying, no, he's still this and this and this. Like, I, I, you just need to think about that. Yeah. I mean, I'll even still say now, uh, I mean, besides the whole fucking thing with the vax, I mean, I still I voted for him and I still would prefer him. Mm-hmm. At least he's yes. fucking more entertaining with the shit that comes out of his mouth. But I mean, I'm, I, I don't you know, then again, I, you know, I don't know what kind of person he would have been. But I would assume, I mean, things may not have been as bad, but who knows? It could be worse. I have no idea. Right. But yeah. I, that's I, what... voted, I voted for him. I, you know, so it wasn't like I had a problem with Trump at all. Yeah. And, and the one thing people said was like, oh, he was going to. No. He was gonna you know, get the militia or the military to take over. Someone's like, wait, wait a second. That that's like that exactly was the other thing, right? Is it the opposite of what you would want? Like, how would that how would that be in the best interest? If the other side did that, you you think you would just be like, oh, this is great? No, no, you'd be like fascist, dictator, totalitarian, all this stuff. But if yo, it's your guy, that it's not a problem. Yo, they talk about that shit now with them. Like, I mean, with you know, conspiracy theories. I mean, some people. And they're also diehard Q people. I mean, they will think that like the fucking military is like still involved right now, possibly for the left. But I mean, uh, I don't understand, you know, in the whole time I've ever been a conspiracy theorist, and this hasn't just been a few years. I mean, 
I've been heavily into it since 2010. Uh, never once since then have I ever heard anybody, any shows or any podcasts been okay with martial law being enforced. Right. And somehow this turned into something that was accepted and uh, people were wanting it. I remember people were like, don't wake me up until the EBS goes off. <laughs> you know, I'm not listening until that shit goes off. And they truly believed it was going to happen. And I'm like, yo, this shit ain't fucking cool. That's a switch that's not going to go back off as easy as it got turned on. Right. Yeah, because it's um, you think about it. That's if that would have happened, like, let's just, you know, devil's advocate that that did happen. Trump took over martial law, et cetera. It'd be, it'd be no different than anything else where everything he, everything they're doing, he's like, this is in our best interest, right? But then the other side would say that too. And you'd be like, no, 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 it's all a fraud. It's all a lie. It's like, it's the same on both sides. And like you said, anytime martial law is involved, that just means people have less rights. All mm -hmm. people have less rights. It doesn't matter what side, you know, then, then, in the, and then in that case, there'd be useful idiots on the right that would end up yep. getting screwed. No different than yep. if you see it happening the other way. Everybody's getting screwed when it comes to that. Exactly. Yeah. Our, you know, that's our, even our, another our boy, thing. To... Hey, real quick, our boy Matt T in the chat says he loves the hat. Oh, that's all I think. What the, thank you. What's <laughs> up, Matt? Yeah, it's awesome that you're watching. Um, another thing I had even thought about the dude was talking about giving getting the National Guard up with all these things to help jab people. What and, and you we I've seen, I don't know how true it is. I believe it or not, I actually don't deal with much media anymore because of the silliness and it's just mostly propaganda but here and there sometimes i'll see like i guess what other people are thinking about in the conspiracy world and uh i mean i follow my fans i will say that i check to see what my fans are listening or into but um i've seen some people like thinking that uh you know that that's going to happen now with the left that they're going to you know the national i mean the governor of new york the mayor you know, governor of new york that lady is already talking about having the national guard come in and fill in jobs. Mm -hmm. But now if they started all of a sudden offering that the national guard is going to help fill out vaccines, the right's going to spaz the QAnon fucking fans are going to shit their fucking diapers. And they're going to think the world's ending and be like, I told you, but yet that's the same fucking thing. Trump was saying he was going to do before he left office. He was going to equip the national guard with it so they can vaccinate as many people as possible. Yes. Yep. And some people of the, forget about this. Oh, well, he wasn't talking about making it mandated. Biden also said it wasn't going to be mandated. And look what happened. Right. Yeah, I was watching some stuff earlier. And, you know, he was like, what, what he was basically saying is like, listen, what we're going to do, normally a vaccine takes five years to go through all the approvals in this. We're going to condense that down to less than a year. And I even have a clip I just recorded right before we, we got on. I told you I have this little montage I'm going to play before this on the audio podcast. And he's like, he's like, we're really pressing the FDA to get this done. He's like, we're pressing them to get it done, you know? And in, in, in the same thing that's happened nowadays with, with people upset that they've been pressing the FDA to get the emergency use authorization lifted in the full um, approval. It, that's the same, it's the same thing. It's just a different regime. So now yeah. it's a, so now it's a problem. Yes. See, yo, and, and once, uh, once that emergency comes off too, companies can start heavily deciding to mandate it themselves regardless. Right. So that's right. also another scary thing. But I mean, I mean, that's a lot of the thing that I hear, even for myself, even besides the whole conspiracy thing, I will say, and I've told people, you know, I'll give this thing two or three years and then maybe 
you know, I'm not going to anyway, but I've told people, oh, maybe I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. If the fucking shit's okay, if I'm okay in two or three years, what the fuck do I even need it for anymore? But the I thing can't. is, the thing is, look, you know, and the, the whole thing, what I'm getting at is when I try to tell people I don't want to take it besides any conspiracy shit or any weird shit, if I'm talking to an army, it, it just came out too quick and it hasn't been around enough. And a lot of people, even in the conspiracy world, will tell you that's one of the reasons why it came out too quick. Uh, and it hasn't been around in long enough. Mm-hmm. Did you forget that fucking Trump made it come out that fucking quick? And that's why you don't trust it. Right. The right. fucking reason you don't trust it is because Trump pushed it out that fast. Right. Right. And the other thing I just read today was that um, when they, you know, when Operation Warp Speed made all these agreements with the pharmaceutical companies, they made it through like a third party, right? Like another, like an NGO, so that they wouldn't have to be um, to respond to like FOIA, like freedom of information requests, because it was this third party that was signing the contracts with, with these pharmaceutical companies. So the government got around some of that for a loophole. So that makes you think if it was so safe and effective, why are they doing all this back channeling so that we can't get information about what's in these contracts, what's in these vaccine research, all this kind of stuff. So just some of those facts there, like why were they making it, are they making it hard for people to, dig in if if there's really nothing wrong with this exactly i mean i've even had i don't even know you know i don't know how truthful it is i had somebody that i I know from a chat um she started she had sent me a few things once pointing out that trump even invested you know one of the things and and it wasn't like off of a uh it wasn't off of like somebody's fucking tweet or somebody's like Instagram fucking shot of a fucking board or some shit. It was like actually like digging through things and she found links from this and that and sent me a bunch of stuff. And I can't remember the name, but I mean that from what she showed me, I think she was right from what I read. I mean, from what I looked like, the guy even invested in the shit prior or in the companies, the same companies, one of the two or maybe one of the three or maybe two of the three, whatever it was. It was like maybe a year or so prior to all this whole situation. But it just seems really too coincidental that all of a sudden you would invest in these companies that are now the ones pushing out the fucking vax fest. Right. And, you know, his um, his head you, of the you would have if you would have fucking invested in P Pfizer right before the vaccine came out. Oh, just, if you would have put like 20 grand into that, you probably would have had close to a million dollars. I, I love seeing those screenshots like Moderna, Pfizer from like 2015 to now. Insane, insane, insane returns. So like, uh, you, like you said, it makes you wonder how many people in government. I'm sure Nancy. Pelosi people are getting rich off of it, even if they don't like it. Exactly. I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. If I would have had the 10 grand and I might have thought about it prior, I may not have done it. But I'll tell you, I probably would have fought with that in my mind, being like, I'm totally against this. But if I could put 10 grand in there and be a millionaire in a month. I might go for that shit, you know, or a half a million. I might have done it and I'm totally against it. It's definitely would have been a thought for sure. Right. And so Trump's um, head of the, you know, health and human services, Alex Azar, I think that's how you pronounce it. You know, he came on 2017. He was with, he was like the one of the big heads of a pharmaceutical company for the past, for six years before that. Right. So in, in one of the knocks on him was he said like he never lowered the prices of drugs ever, ever. Okay, and then and then this thing comes around, and then they, Trump put him in in charge of that. So it's like there's definitely a, a a a boundary there. I'm sure this guy had stock options and shit from all these other pharmaceutical companies. So there's kind of a 
an, an, an ethical issue there with that. So, oh man, there's, just, there's, there's so much there. And I think, um, like you said, at, at the, at the very least, even if, even if, you know, like devil's advocate, if, if Trump wasn't going to mandate it, he, he started that ball rolling. And then when, when the Biden team took over, they rebranded the thing and now it is what it is today. So it's like, it, yeah, I've even had, have you even had people say, and this is the one that I fell for when he first started doing it, is that he was just doing it just to appease the fucking people, the ones that wanted it. I mean, I bought that for a little bit, but in my opinion, if that's the truth, the next person I would prefer to vote for is going to be somebody who doesn't fucking crumble and stands their ground and says no. So regardless, I, I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't want to vote for him anyway, again. Right. I mean, you're right. admitting right there that the person that you want to have in charge of your country has crumbled under pressure and given in when he shouldn't have. Right. So I'm almost, I just hate, what I'm getting at is that every excuse that these people tell themselves, you really just need to get rid of that notion for a second and maybe look at the big picture for a little. Right, no. right. <laughs> Or at least have some doubt. Don't be so sold. You know, when, when, you, when you pick a team, uh, you know, I think Moral Bob was like the best at explaining this, you know. Your team can fucking suck. I mean, I don't follow sports. I can't even think of a team that's doing horrible right now. I don't know. But, let, you know, let's say a team is doing horrible. You'll say, oh, next year, you know, they got it. Oh, it's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. But you still love the fucking team. And you're still rooting for them, even though they could suck ass the whole season. Right. You know, right. it's the same fucking thing people are doing with the fucking presidents. Yeah. And, you, you know, any excuse yeah. for them sucking just because you've picked them already. Yep. And here's and the thing, you know, a good to your sports analogy, you know, I live live here in Northeast Ohio. And, you know, for many, many years, the Cleveland Browns has just been the laughing stock of, of the country just because they're so, they were so terrible. And, you know, uh, radio shows would be like, listen, if you really want to affect change, don't support them. Don't go to the games. Don't buy the merchandise. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because when their pocketbooks start getting affected, that's when change is going to happen. If you, yeah. if you're, if you're still blindly supporting these people over and over, just because like you said, that's your side, that's your team nothing's ever going to happen because they still got the money coming in. They're still selling out the stadium. Why do they need to make any drastic changes? They still got the cash in the bank. So yeah. it's when you start taking your support out, taking your money, your donations out of that, voting with your wallet and, and voting with your time and money and, and energy and, and all that stuff. That's when the, that's when you start to see the power shift because you're, you're just, you're, um, you're, you're taking back your own, your own life at that point. Yeah. I, I mean, I will even, uh, you know, another whole thing, the problem too, also with, uh, with like that whole pick a team thing. I mean, I really believe people buy into that on purpose. Like that's been done to us mm -hmm. uh, to believe, to buy, to pick into a team. And that was such, I feel like, I mean, anytime <clears throat> that I've really paid attention to this stuff, I feel like this time that was like the biggest, I mean, that was the most I've ever seen. Like, Oh, you're on one fucking team or the next at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I start to, you, you'd have to wonder, is that part of the psyop? Is that part of the magic? And then at that point, you have to start to question, is the people in the fucking game willing participants? Which would make me wonder about Trump again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it, it's like a, it's like a seesaw 
Was he supposed to make things so, so bad between these two parties, such a rift that you can put, basically put anybody on the other side and people are going to vote for him just because they want to be part of that team that's against the other guy? That's exactly with, what I had said originally. Uh, it, has when I, to do with, it has nothing to do with who the actual person is. It's just people in the media push that, that Trump is such a terrible person. So people just naturally want to shift to that other side just because, it, hey, grass is always greener on the other side, right? Everything, everything, you know, it could be better or something. And guess what? Now, now you go to the grass on the other side and it's just a pile of shit. Yeah. I mean, I've even said that when I first realized I think this whole thing was bullshit. I said all they did was make people hate him so much they begged for fucking socialism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I and, mean, and even, <laughs> even a lot of the stuff online, I mean, I don't want to go into it too much, but even when you start getting into memes and Pepe and just like a lot of uh, archetype ideas, it really did help push the whole pick a team too, I feel. Mm -hmm. well, the whole rah, rah, rah about it. You know, it's like now all of a sudden we got fucking cheerleaders out there for the presidents. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, um, you know, my favorite, you know, that was like around, I'd say, you know, Trump and Hillary then. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it really started pushing that idea of like, uh, let's root for this dude big time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like my favorite podcast, you know, uh, the Charlie Robinson podcast, nice. you know, one thing, sure. one thing, one thing he, he talks about is like, he's like, listen, he's like, He's like, I think he's like the Q thing was good because it got people into conspiracies and thinking yes, that maybe the, yes. the, the world was not how you think it is. But what yes. it did, it said, it said, once you have that knowledge, it just said, okay, now go over here to the Republican side and, and hang out over here and just wait. And he's like, he's like, that's not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to, uh -huh. when people say question everything, you're supposed to question everything. It, it, it's not question everything except one person or one regime. It's everything. It's, it's even uncomfortable things that you've believed in your whole life. I think everybody has to do that at, at a certain point. And that's the only way to become, to become a better person who you're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will even say, yes, I, I think you're hundred percent correct. Uh, QAnon did wake uh, people up that, you know, and thank, you know, thank God that that happened. Um, but I'll even say from, from my experience with it, um, when I first heard about it, I heard of uh, Kerry Cassidy from Project Camelot, and I heard it from David Wilcox, two people that now I would say you should be real fucking shady about anything that comes out of their mouth. So I was skeptical of it. And all of a sudden I'm hearing them pushing that with a president. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck's going on in the conspiracy world now? You know, um, so that made me skeptical at first. Then, um, you know, I was really getting heavily into occultism anyway. So I really wasn't paying much attention. I was kind of like putting stuff on like that as like entertainment, those people. Um, and eventually uh, when Q caught my eye again, it was because of the occult aspects in it. And I will even say things that I've seen Trump do, even the whole thing with Putin passing off the soccer ball. In my opinion, that was a whole, he does occult things. I hate to say it. he does the gestures. He does. He says certain things. He's done, you know, things that I've seen and I've seen associated with QAnon that made me believe that the occult and magic was involved and that they were the good guys. So me getting wrapped up into it, thinking he's the good guy, because I could clearly see it in Trump and I could clearly even worse see it on the left. But we saw where the left was going. So I had assumed, 
okay, maybe this is really polar opposites, the white pillar against the black pillar, the right versus the left. Maybe that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And I, I really don't think uh, in the long run, it was really much polarity in the two. Right. No, but I will right. say the whole reason I even got sucked up into Q was because of the occultism behind it. And I should have probably have questioned it more when I saw that stuff. You know, because even from me and, and Lux doing the Order of Quetzalcoatl series, it's like a seven part series that we did about QAnon. Um, you know, a lot of times in magic and occultism or whatever, if you're going to start doing shit, um, you know, if you did, you know, I forgot the, the Monstrea or something like that, it's called, you know, if you put out there and let people know what you're going to do, there's, you know, no repercussion from it. In my opinion, a lot of the Q drops was that actually, in my opinion, they were wow. dropping, in my opinion, they were dropping what was happening and uh, nothing ever got, because nothing ever got done. If you think about it, any of the shit that they ever pointed at, nothing ever happened. Right. Trust so it the would plan. make more sense. It would make more sense as if, all right, we're going to show you what we're going to do. Nothing's going to fucking happen because you all think the person doing it's going to save you so you won't get off the couch. You right. won't get right. off your phone. You think you've got a savior. So you're reading those cue drops. And in my opinion, odds are some of them are like, this is what we're doing and we're going to get away with it. Right. Right. The re revela revelation of 20 times. If, if you were to go through the cube drops and want to fucking look, look at how many times they even mention the word fucking clown or clowns or clowning. The order of Quetzalcoatl is an inner order of the Shriners and they dress up like fucking clowns. I'm <laughs> telling you that shit's all fucking connected somehow. Yeah. It's the whole concept of that, you know, the revelation of the method. Like if they, if they put it out there and you don't, you don't stop it. Well, Hey, guess what? We, we, we got away with it, you know? kind of kind of deal so hey i, I want to hear um a little bit about some some occult stuff i know i've heard you talk about on a few mm -hmm. other so shows specifically yes. about the um the january 6th thing for for one oh, yes um y y y is your opinion on this and, and maybe you can you can talk about it more eloquently than i can but it really being a ritual in of it in and of itself yeah i thought it i thought it was and and, and lux thought it was too and believe it or not um I had I when I was seeing what was going on and like really looking at it, I, I saw it. This dude fucking I forgot the name of it. He knew exactly which one and pulled up the fucking PDF out of the book and everything and showed me like the whole outfit and the whole thing. And I was like, yo, this dude is almost wearing the exact same fucking thing. Um, and it was a war ritual. Um, you see him standing there between the pillars. He's in the chair. You know, he's in between the pillars. He, in my opinion, he was showing the new Aeon coming in. And when that happens, especially like uh, we'll go with Thelemic magic, um, there is chaos. You know, and the word chaos can easily be changed to just the word change. You know, um, doesn't necessarily have to sound or be as bad. But um, it just means change, really. But you will need some sort of change to bring in the new Aeon. And uh, what was the whole thing that you asked me again? No, just 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 about that being being a being some sort of ritual. Like it was really oh, yeah, not. Yeah. Really, so I it had, thought it had nothing yeah, so, to do with the trip. It had nothing to yeah, do with the Trump rally. It had nothing to yeah, do with any of that. I really think that was deeper a, to it. Okay. Yes, it was a ritual, a war type ritual to bring in the change that's about to come. Um, 
I don't know when it happened. I had guessed. I thought something huge might have happened in August and September. I was trying to guess maybe nine months from the ritual, maybe something serious would have happened. Uh, even Ron from Wicked Planet, New England Ron, he had, for some reason, even had picked August or September. Something was going to happen. And there has been things, you know, changed, but nothing drastic to where I will say I was right about the prediction of when it was going to happen. But there is nothing that will change my mind that what happened there was not a... Uh, a ritual inside, you know, wherever that was, if it was even really there, if it was in a set, wherever the fuck it was, that shit was a uh, ritual. Do, you know, do or you at feel- least the, photo- the photography, the photography done was to, was at least had occult symbolism in it for sure. Yes. And, it, yeah. and he was dressed in ritual, you know, the same ritual outfit. So I would assume maybe that was done, but if not, at least that's what was being advertised by the, where he was sitting, the things on the desk, and the outfit he was wearing. I mean, even like you know the horns, you can kind of get into like the revelation, yes. like the, the beast, all that kind of stuff. Yes, it was, yeah, it was well, it, for sure the beast with the horns. That's what I thought too. Yeah, and like yeah, there's probably and it just I think everybody knows that something just seemed off about that whole thing. There was just something not 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 worried about. Now let me ask you this. Um, as far as the these kind of rituals, mass rituals kind of things, I know there's been some talk, and I haven't dug into it too, too much. Do you feel the same thing about 9-11, how that was some sort of a mass ritual as well? I've heard a little bit of, of it, but, like, I want to oh, know yeah. if, if you had some info to, to speak on that as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I'll fucking blow your mind with it right now in a few minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, unfortunately, because I have this fucking camera, I don't have my mouse up. So I'm going to have to – I might end up freestyling some numbers, but I know I'm correct. If you look at the flight numbers, just the fucking flight numbers. All right. Well, first of all, we'll go with the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers, in my opinion, was representing the two towers of the Kabbalah. They were brought down to usher in a new aeon, a new system, a new set of towers to come up and a whole new matrix and some, you know, a way to put it. Um, Now, just the flights. Flight 93. 93 is the word that is, well, First off, it's a numerical value of the word Thelema and Agape. That is uh, the will and love. Um, when I would go to the lodge and whenever I would see people, we would greet each other as fucking corny as it sounds and as much as I hate it. 93, 93. That's just, uh, you know, a thing that is used with Thelema and the OTO. So you have flight 93. Then I think there is Flight 175. That is a book written by Alistair Crowley called Liber Astarte or Liber 175. And that is a book showing how to do adorations and uh, like, um, now I don't want to say sacrifices. Uh, it's a way of it, giving adornments to gods and giving them stuff. I, I, I can't believe I can't remember this name. You know, when you give them things, sacrificing stuff to them would count, mm-hmm. you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, or leaving out a, a jar. Like if I was to invoke Toth or Toth or Tahuti, you know, Egyptian God, maybe I would leave him some fucking honey because that's what they, you know, they like that stuff. in Egypt. Whatever that way. I can't believe I can't remember the word, but that's basically what that book was about on how to like pray and give adornments to your gods when you're worshiping them. So that's even fucking shady. And then you have Libra 77, which is Flight 77, which is uh, Libra Oz. That's also written by Alistair Crowley. And that is like the tenets of a Thelemite. That's like the basic core of what you live by. 
And one of the things in there says, if you try to go against my will, I have every right to kill you. Hmm. So you put all those together, I think, uh, just those flight numbers, in my opinion, just shady as shit. All three of them go back to Alistair Crowley. Well, what was that second one you said, 157? I think it was 175, I think it might have been. So, you know, now that I'm looking at these real quick, so flight 93, so 9 plus 3 is 12. You could also say 6 plus 6 equals, yeah. okay, so so 6, 6, and then you have, so you have 6, 6, and then you have 7, 7. And then with the 175, add those up, it's 13. Obviously, 13 is a, oh, yeah. There's, I'm sure there's, there's, there's something there. Obviously, you know, the whole Illuminati. I mean, tell you the truth, though, those whole, even, something else. What you're doing right there could even be why he picked those numbers for the books. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, what you're doing right there, that, that really actually could be reasons why those numbers are there. I never right. even thought of that. I just right. noticed the flight numbers with the same books that I've read. <laughs> and, so, and some people get really crazy into the numbers. I'm sure you've seen a lot of these posts. Some people get oh, really crazy. Yeah. Oh, yo. I mean, I'm fucking, I'm still a novice at that shit. You have some people out there that are fucking genius with that crap. It's just insane. Yeah. Some of it, it's like, you know, because, you know, me and you, like, we're not that versed in it. I wonder if some of it is coincidence or some of it, some of it is really, is really crazy. But like some of it, you have to do some tricks and bending to kind of get it yeah. to, even with oh. a lot of the Q, the Q stuff too, like, oh, this number plus this number plus this number equaled 666 oh, six, Mark of the Beast. It's God, like, yeah. what? Oh, and I was reading this fucking drop and then the license plate number in front of the car in front of me, the last two digits fucking matched. Holy shit, it's fucking comms right now. <laughs> shit like that. You know what? Another thing I wanted to mention, since we're on the top of the topic of Gematria, there is a website called Gematrix, all right? And that is, I think, the thing most Q people use. And I don't know. I don't know if it was ever left in a Q drop. I don't know why people, for some reason, gravitate towards that site. I will tell you, since I've been practicing, I've known of that site. And I have used it many of times just to do some quick Gematria that I don't want to have to figure out on my own. And I will tell you this. In the past, I never once saw fucking Trump's name come up on that shit at all. Now, in the last few years, I could put in there, I got to wipe my ass, and somehow Trump is God is going to fucking show up. <laughs> that fucking dude, no matter what the fuck you run through your matrix now, something with his name pops up in a meeting. That shit's on purpose, man. Right. Yeah. And then that's... again, what the crazy thing is, is that these Q people have no problem going to a site that's probably run by occultists. To get their information from. Right. Or the FBI. Fucking learn yeah. it on your own. Yeah, no, for real. Like, what the fuck? How do you, how does nobody question this? Yeah. Now, one thing I did want to talk with you about, and I know you've talked with this about this ad nauseum, I'm sure. I got an off topic again with Trump. Uh, oh, no, you're, no, you're good. No, but um, just about your um, prior experience with like some, some secret societies and things like that. I know you've talked about this a lot and I've intentionally not listened to those because I wanted to get it straight from you. So kind of tell me what your personal history is with some of the secret society type stuff. Cause I'm really interested in, to know what you, what you learned about that and, and how all that stuff kind of works from your experience. What magic? I didn't understand. What did you want to know that I've gotten from uh, the whole thing? Um, just magic? Yeah. You were, you were kind of with like a secret society for the OTO. Yes. Yeah, so I, I want to know. I'm, I'm a I'm a real novice in that kind of stuff. Like, I need I to know you. what what that means, kind of what it's involved with, and kind of what your experience was with that, and and, and how you kind of got yeah. out of that. Not a problem. Uh, the OTO. All right. Um, I originally, I'll cut out a lot of it. Uh, you know, I eventually have believed once I started going down the rabbit hole 
the magic and secret societies was a uh, something that was controlled. You know, it was definitely an issue with what's going on in the world. And I became very interested in it. And <clears throat> eventually I wanted to practice because I thought I would get myself out of the matrix. So some way be able to counterbalance whatever's being done. So eventually, uh, even though I never liked really Alistair Crowley personally, I thought he was a degenerate, but he was a genius in occultism. Uh, and I had heard of the OTO. I had looked into that. Um, I would have preferred probably the Golden Dawn or maybe something different, but there wasn't anything close to me. And it happened to be an OTO lodge 25 minutes away from where I lived at the time. So I was like, fuck it. I was like, this is convenient. I'll go check it out. Um, I went and I mean, even the first time I went, it was a Gnostic mass. That's like their version of church. They do have a thing called Gnostic mass. In my opinion, it is showing uh, the man crossing over to the abyss and coming back. That's the easiest way for me to explain it. Um, you know, that he was even like a little weird to me, but uh, I continued to go, obviously. <laughs> you know, I wanted to learn. I wanted to see what this stuff was about. I wanted to be able to be around people that were practicing also that I could ask. Uh, trying to do that online could probably be very dangerous because you have no idea the mental state of the person on the screen. So I wanted to be able to do something where I could at least, you know, be around people, learn from them, read them. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot more regimented than it was. Um, the OTO does have, I mean, our rituals and stuff that we use. I mean, you can read it. There are certain ways it's expected to be done or ways it's suggested to be done that gets results, which was another reason why I wanted to stick with that because they do have certain things that, in their booklets, I think it's called a class A or whatever the fuck it is. Um, it can't be changed. It's just, that's how it is. That's how it works. And I was cool with that because I didn't want something that was like, you know, I don't want to pick on witches or Wicca. I don't want to be like some fool, like just spinning around in circles with a, a crystal and throwing lavender over my shoulder thinking I healed my next door neighbor. It doesn't work like that. At least I don't think so. Uh, I wanted something that was regimented and, you know, whatever, had a, a style to it. So I went to that. Um, when I, I could say when I first started going, I never once felt totally hundred percent comfortable. Uh, I don't know if it was because I grew up on Long Island. I wasn't much of a city dude. Uh, I found myself surrounded by a bunch of people that I probably wouldn't even have fucking talked to in the streets. Um, but I dealt with it because I wanted to learn and there was people there that I believed I probably could have. And plus like, um, they will have, you know, their Gnostic mass, they will have classes there. They will have lectures. Um, sometimes they'll even do pick people out of history and go over them, people that they think was involved in occultism or something, or at least uh, some kind of spiritual idea. Um, so the lodge I went to was very busy. So I, I knew I could at least get something out of it. But um, like I said, I never felt comfortable. The people there, I started to quickly realize were very much of the liberal and leftist ideology. Um, I was always really much more of a person, I guess, probably down the middle, a little bit more to the right. But uh, I never realized, I don't think uh, until later on, how fucking really leftist they were. But, um, you know, even like, like I said, the whole time of going there, I had never felt comfortable. Um, I really, and, you know, I'll be totally honest, a lot of people probably don't know this. Most of the magic or most of the personal experiences you're going to have in this stuff is going to be when you're alone. Yes, these lodges will do rituals. They'll do 
Um, the OTO celebrates the three days that the book of the law was written, which is what they go by there. That's Alistair Crowley's book. They'll do the equinoxes. They'll do other, you know, specific holidays. But in my opinion, the real work and the real experience is normally done by yourself, you know, in your temple, your home. But I, uh, because of that, I kind of stayed to myself a little bit more and didn't go as often. Um, my ideas about magic had changed too, to where I thought it was just purely psychological. I thought that it was really just changing yourself, which allows you to change the world around you. And that had kept me going for a lot longer too, because, uh, I mean, I believed, yeah, like I could change who I want to be to see, be a selfish person and fuck people over. Yeah, sure. But I didn't think like there was like really um change within self as, as much as there can be in the outside. I wasn't a belief of that anymore as much. Um, so that, like I said, that kept me going for a little bit more. Uh, and then eventually I started noticing for one that they were really, all the people at the top, all the cliques, all the cool kids, all the people that were doing the masses, doing the rituals. It was, I was quite obvious that it was about two different cliques that really did everything there. And they were all of the leftist ideology. You know, so I had realized, like, I guess this is what this place is all about. Um, so that was already starting to push me out the door. Um, then eventually, I had started to have some really wild um, things happen to me during ritual work. Um, I do believe I have actually experienced real magic with a K. Real magic with a K is uh, being able to leave your body and spirit and escaping the matrix and escaping the flesh. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. That's one thing I've always seen is, you know, the magic with the, with the K. And I think that's a good definition what you just said there. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. And um, you have those experiences. Well, for one, it could be very scary if you don't know what happened. Um, you could come back from an experience and, and you, well, if you're going to believe any of that was real, you're going to have to question your whole reality and everything you probably believed up until that point. And that could snap a real strong motherfucker in, in itself, you know, not saying that I was a fucking beast, for, you know, not losing my mind over it, but you know, that can fuck anybody up, you know, uh, and I had realized, I'm like, first off, in magic, in order to get to that point, um, you know, there's like a devil card in tarot. And it shows them there with their chains on them. Sometimes even in the cards, you will see the chains are like loose. Um, in order for us, in my opinion, we are in hell right now. And the devil is all the materialistic fucking things we're strapping onto ourselves that make us think that this world is worth being here for, uh, you know, fucking cars, pocketbooks, ass implants, fucking chicks, you know, drugs, money, you know, all that stuff, fucking TV, all that shit. Uh, that all kind of puts little hooks into you and labels and especially sexuality. That was that, in my opinion, that is one of the fastest things that will throw handcuffs to your fucking hands into the floor. Yeah. Um, you need to restart to remove all of those things. You need to let go of all that shit in order to be, in my opinion, in order to be able to have that experience. Yeah. And one, you know, great meme that I've seen about this is it's, it's a horse 
with a chain around its neck and it's tied to like like a folding chair, right? It's like yeah, sometimes, no sometimes the, the chains that you think are binding you are really more in your own mind that are actually physically yes. there. Yes, and the thing is now, when you have all those chains and all these things on you, it typically goes with a left-brained or even a leftist ideology or you know, the sexuality. I gotta, you know, my sex defines me. People will put horse blinders on and they will look at the one fucking percent that they are and forget about the whole other thing. And that's what keeps you locked into this fucking reality and this hellhole. You buy into the fact that you need to fucking be here. And if real magic is escaping all that, why is this lodge filled with people of that mindset that will not experience magic? Why are the ones that are like have positions, treasurer, secretary, this fuckity fuck role, whatever, lodge master, all these people are of that mindset? How are they expect to know real magic? And all they're doing is because all these people are in these roles that end up, again, people are put on fucking pedestals. You are now looking up to these people and you will take on their fucking ideologies, believe it or not. I hate to say it. Or some of them. You will start to like that person and think that idea and that action is cool. So I guess I should emulate it also. So basically, in my opinion, if you need to escape magic, you need to remove all that shit. So why is the fucking lodge uh, filled with people in positions emulating that? And, and why is it almost as celebrated if you are that mindset? Why right. does the lodge and the OTO allow that shit to happen if they know that none of these motherfuckers will ever know what magic is? Why, why is that okay? Why are we letting people in? Is it just for the money? Is it for the fucking $40 a month fucking lodge dues? Is it for the, the rituals, the initiations that cost $150? Or is it because of that and you are actually part of a liberal mind psyop? Right. Yes. I do believe that they are part of that. And in my opinion, I will tell you, once you get to the fifth degree, if you're a female, at least that is that I know you will be carving a, a cross into your chest. Oh my God. And then by the seventh or eighth degree, you will be signing over all your shit. All right. So if you don't want to call it a cult at that point, it becomes a cult. But what I'm getting at is that if, if someone is willing to do that at the fifth degree, you know, you got them right where the fuck you want. them. They right. will listen to fucking everything you are. You are their fucking God now. You know, and in my opinion, I think that it's all a pyramid scheme, just like it is outside of a lodge. You have the people at the top that know very, you know, all know it all, and then all it trickles down less and less and less. It's the same thing, in my opinion, in the OTO. We have people that are at the top that understand what real magic is and understands that if you want to manipulate people, the way you need to do it is with the liberal fucking mind. That is the PSYOP. And you're fucking promoting it. So I think these things are made to just pump people with that ideology and to create people that they can use as you go up in the degrees and the initiations. Because after a specific degree, I'd probably say around four or five, you are not really saying much in your magical attainment anymore. You are already a perfected magician. And in my opinion, even in the initiations that I've done that I haven't gotten, I'm not going to claim which one I've gotten to, but 
I will even say from the stuff that I've seen now, you know, I've pretty much actually described the whole thing about what magic is dying to yourself and rising again. That's already been done in your initiation. So now the rest of these up to fucking 12, in my opinion, are agendas and specific rituals. Right. From the things that I have seen, some of them do look as if you're trying to neither possess, possess an unborn baby or possess someone's brain with something outside of the abyss. All right. That's no longer, that is no longer saying I have reached this in the fucking tree of life. That is just saying what I am able to do or what I've been manipulated and used on. You know, I have gone to the 10th degree and I think that being fucked in the ass is part of a magical fucking thing. (laughs) Probably not. Now, maybe they think it is. Maybe there's a camera, so there's blackmail. But I'm sure that that shit had nothing to do with your magical attainment on your journey through this. That has stopped and you are part of an agenda now. Now, how many levels are there? Like you mentioned, like the level three, four, five. How many levels does that go up to in the OTO? There's a Minerval and they have 12 degrees. 12 degrees, okay. Minerval is an honored guest. That would be like... when you take that, I mean, it's just kind of like saying that uh, you're interested and then you're interested in joining. And then when you take the first degree, that means like you put both foot in. It's kind of like we got one foot in and one foot out. Right. Yeah. But, the, but then the more and more you go along, the slowly, the slowly there you're earning their trust because you are doing, doing <laughs> things, uh, you know, probably that you never thought you, you would have, but you're really giving a piece of yourself over to them. And they can slowly feed off of that, basically, yeah. metaphorically. Yes. And, you know, this, this is the craziest thing. You know, yes, the, if you want to get confirmed and baptized um, in the OTO, which you can do, which I did just, just to be able to do the Gnostic Mint. I did really not give two, zero, you know, two flying fucks about what they were actually saying. But basically, you are you know, saying that I'm a fucking soldier of horse right there. So now you're, some people will take that the wrong way and not know what it means, maybe. Or maybe that's what it is, what it just says. Maybe that's as plain as that. But some people will not really, you know, see, like, what you are saying. Man. Like, you know, you're, you're making a declaration. To me, I just fucking whatever. I just went with the motions. But um, they do very much get people who start to really put their trust into that. Mm-hmm. And I will say, and this is the funniest thing. And I will go back. I will even say that this this is one of the reasons why I had left. Um, in the second degree, uh, there are things that they expect you to do in the second degree. Uh, fuck it, I don't even care. I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, there is a point when you are during the second degree initiation, they will bring you up to a thing that looks like a makeshift. It's almost like a gigantic tub or a jacuzzi. It's like some big thing that I guess, however well they can do it for the money that they have. They made this thing that wasn't leaking. It looked perfectly fine. That that was like half filled with water. And they explained to you at some point, you have you and two other people that are running the degree, the initiation behind you, walking with you to that well. And they explained to you that they want you to try to take a sip, quench your thirst from the well. Uh they will tell you how to step, you know, how to reach in and supposedly how to grab it. Um, I'm looking at the person and I'm like, what they just said doesn't fucking make any sense. So I look at him again. I was like, say that again. I'm sorry. 
And basically the girl, the way she's explaining it would be as if you watch the bird drink backwards out of a bird bath. I'm like, yo, I can't bend and stretch myself that way. Um, so I asked again, cause I was really blown away by this. So I was just like, uh, I think honestly with these two people next to me and the way that you're trying to tell me to get in this thing, I am assuming I'm meant to be pushed in cause I'm going to fall in. It's impossible right. for me to do it like that. So I just let myself fall in. Uh, eventually after I was done with the ritual, the initiation, you'll see somebody else go and they push that person in. That's exactly how it was supposed to happen. Then they will bring you to another thing eventually in the initiation where they give you a stick. It's got a little hole in it and then a screw at the top. You're supposed to stick your thumb in there and twist that screw down to show your dedication to Horus and the OTO until you can't do it anymore. So, I mean, I twisted it down a little bit until I was like, all right, I'll stop here. And then they're looking at it and I thought I had a decent amount. And they're like, eh, yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I'm done. So they took it off and then they lifted up the piece of wood and showed me that there was a hole underneath the piece of wood. They're like, now, if you would have looked at the whole situation, you would have realized you could have stuck your finger inside the hole underneath the stick and turned the screw all the way down until it closed and you wouldn't have felt the thing. The whole thing that they kept on pushing throughout the whole fucking second degree was only trust yourself. Do not trust your brothers and sisters. Do not trust the lodge. Always trust yourself and nobody else. Are they telling you then, if you understand what the fuck they're saying, we have told you enough at this point to get the fuck out of here that anything after this, you have allowed. And I truly do think that was part of it. And when I had realized how the whole second degree and even parts of the first degree near the end of it is telling you only trust yourself. Don't trust anybody else. Well, now, why am I supposed to come here and put trust in you? Right. You're, you're telling me that yourself not to. It's a backwards message. Yes. That's <laughs> wild. That's wild, man. <laughs> no, I, I, know, like, I don't even no. know what to say to that. I don't even know what to say to that. And I was like, so I started to think, I'm like, you know, I think it's time to leave. And, and then the thing that was, you know, and what I was going to get into, the whole thing with the magic experiences I had. I do believe that if I, I tried to talk to two people and I was very vague about it. They had assumed maybe it was some cool astral travel thing and I really didn't want to get into it much. So I just left it at that. But I think if I would have been very open and been very honest about a lot of the experience I had and the side effects after the fact, physically and maybe mentally, if somebody, if I was talking to somebody who knew magic, they would have known exactly what I was telling them. And at that point, it would have been up to them to de determine my reality of that situation. Because no matter, because if I would have gone by what they were telling me that that was, regardless if it was true or not, I probably would have believed it. And I could have been manipulated. Right. Right. Pretty, pretty close. And, you know, if yes. you wouldn't have taken those few moments of critical thinking, like a lesser person would have just kind of gone along with it and just yeah. and been in for the ride. And at that point, yeah. you're, you're, pretty, you're pretty much you're in and you're in when you're in, you're in, you're in. And then that's yes. that, 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 a whole spiral that, you know, you don't want to even be in, involved with. I mean, it could be something as silly as them being like believing that I've actually crossed the abyss. They could be like, oh, fuck, we should really elevate you up to Magus or maybe start elevating you more. And I'm going to be like, oh, wow, this is cool. I'm fucking special. And before you know it, you know, I'm getting banged in the ass thinking that this is what I'm supposed to do. 
I'm living the dream. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're the fucking new OTO superstar. And you, who knows? But, but it, it was that. And then um, when the whole George Floyd thing happened, they actually had a Zoom kumbaya fucking self-help. How do we feel uh-huh. about this, about George Floyd? Now, this is another perfect example of how they pushed the liberal mind. And this doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm going to say this, and it's very harsh, maybe very dry. Uh, George Floyd dying, if he even died, uh, didn't stop me from talking to you, didn't stop me from eating dinner, isn't going to stop me from taking a shit or fuck my wife. That did not change or change my will at all. What happened to him affected my will? Zero. Zero effect. Why are people who are supposed to be balanced magicians who are supposed to know their will or be working towards their will need to have some group therapy Zoom session about fucking George Floyd? And then at the end, we need to start promoting Antifa and BLM. Well, that oh, was the God. Oh, boy. We had a fucking dude who was a legit fucking lawyer. This dude was a fucking lawyer who's in the OTO promoting fucking Antifa. Telling us that if they can make them domestic terrorists, that will be the end of our constitution. This is their fucking take on Antifa from a lawyer in the OTO. That shit disgusted me. And it was honestly, and, and this is what I get. That was somebody I kind of put on a pedestal. Because I believe the person was somebody different, and I do believe that they might have actually had, you know, more, well, at the time, maybe more experiences than me, or just more advanced. So I kind of looked up to that person. And that's what I got for that. I realized I was following a fucking lie that I had constructed in my own head. of that. Someone in the the chat was saying they were surprised about the OTO being so liberal, and they thought it would have been really removed from any political ideology. And that's- It's supposed to be. I agree with that sentiment, too. It's supposed to. That is the whole thing with the. That was what blew my mind about the whole thing with this. You are not supposed to have jack shit to say about anything except for the OTO. You do not talk about any fucking thing besides them. That no other organization. You're not supposed to endorse that shit. I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. In my opinion, the fact that the lodge that I go to or used to go to went and fucking did gay parades with their lodge in the fucking, you know, universal hexagram of the shit, that to me was crossing the line already. That has nothing to fuck to do with, my opinion, magic. Right. But when you are of the liberal mind, you think your sexuality is what fucking counts. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing in the bedroom for five minutes? <laughs> what? What'd you say? Yeah, yeah, right. What you do in the bedroom for five minutes to find your whole existence. You know what I'll even say? The funny fucking thing is what I'll get. People, for some reason, think that the fucking left is the only one that lives like this. No, that's fucking retarded. I'm telling you right now, you got motherfuckers on the right that look like fucking uh, the best fucking next door neighbor you can have that does shit in their fucking home. That's the only difference really between a liberal and somebody else on the other side. You need to advertise it for likes and for feelings and for exceptions, you know, to be accepted, to be patted on the back or social, you know, to uh, the virtue signal. Really, that's that's that whole thing. When you have other people on the other side that act completely different because they don't need that gratification from others, but live the same fucking way inside their house and with their friends and their cliques. It's just not advertised. Right. That's really yeah. probably the only difference between most of these politicians that we put up on pedestals. 
Some just fucking cover it better. Right. Now, let me ask you this. When you talked about with the OTO having some of that liberal agenda, do you think that's the same case with kind of religious aspects like, like the Kabbalah, like the Scientology? Do you think they have that same kind of mentality as well? Because obviously in Hollywood, you see them all following the whole Scientology mindset. Do you th- is that also a big liberal agenda they're pushing in addition to their religious whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that guy was even front. Well, he was associated with Crowley and Parkins in a way. Uh, Parsons. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the fuck is it? Hubbard. Uh, oh, I, I myself. Remember, yeah, I myself do believe that uh, that whole thing, Scientology, is just a psyop in itself. Yeah. That was a way to get money. And you have to appeal to people. Um, you know, sometimes just having a savior. I mean, I don't want to say that that's so much of the liberal mind, but uh, I mean, I think it's part of it when you when you really, really focus on that. Um, just like, you know, the left is focused on the fucking government saving them, you know, from all of saving them from dying. Um, right. You know, you will have, I think, in Scientology, they will tell you that you need to you know, find whatever this is or you're going, you know, uh, some sort of saving thing is going to save you. You know, and it costs a lot of fucking money to do it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's a, whole so, cash, so, it's a whole cash grab. So what I'm getting at is I sometimes think that you have to you have to play people's heartstrings and emotions to a point to really get them sucked into things like that, in my opinion. Right. So I do think you have to try to use the, the leftist ideology of the left brain to reel these people in. Yes. Right. So, so one thing I want, I want to end on here. And of course, you know, I got I got to bring in the star Wars, right? I, yes, I, I, I have some episodes where I don't talk about star Wars and at the end, I'm like, damn, I should have brought it up just one time, but you know, we had talked about this in the past is when you talk about some, some symbolism in regards to just colors on their own mm-hmm. um, in, in star Wars, you see a bunch of different colored lightsabers and at the very end of the final movie, well, which you know, I don't even know if I want to consider it part of the saga, the, the whole Disney <laughs> trilogy. But but let, let's just devil's advocate. Let's 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 say that at the very end, the character Ray, she holds up a gold lightsaber. And you kind of blew my mind about what the color gold represented. And so so speak on that a little bit. I want to hear this again. All right. Well, in the tree of life, on the Kabbalah tree of life, um, there is colored spheres as you go down. The top one is supposed to be, I guess, like all of creation, maybe God in its purest sense. And then it starts to kind of come down and starts to go into formation to, you know, come to here in earth to be in form. Um, the top two spheres that are of this world before you cross over into the abyss is red and blue, you know, and, and red would be on the, the left-hand path, the left pillar and blue would be on the right pillar, you know? So there, that already right there showed me, I mean, very, very much the same as the thing going on in stores with those. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I actually, I think I might've forgot and I had thought about that. I want to add too before I get to the gold one, you know, uh, Luke had a green one, right. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. He created, so he had the, he had the blue lightsaber, which Obi-Wan gave him, which was his father lightsaber so right there so anakin had the blue lightsaber lost it turned evil then he had a red lightsaber and luke luke then luke picked up that blue lightsaber that was his father's lost it and then he created his own green one 
And that and that wasn't that it was on the one with the Ewoks, right? That he had the green. Yeah, one? yeah. It was actually like a deleted scene, which showed him on like a cave on Tatooine creating his own lightsaber and like Darth Vader was trying to commune with him at the same time. It was a really cool scene. You can find it on YouTube if anybody uh, listening wants to check it out. But yeah, that was a deleted scene of him re recreating his own lightsaber with a new color. Yeah. Now, see, I, what I wanted to say is that um, green is used a lot. Um, it can be for love and Venus and other things. It's also used a lot for the abyss. In my opinion, uh, when Luke is practicing with Yoda, who's also green, mm -hmm. uh, that shit that he's doing is the, the work of crossing over to the abyss. So the fact that Yoda and his lightsaber at one point was green had made me realize that I think that's even more proof of what I'm saying. With, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think the green has to do with that Luke is actually coming into these powers now. Oh, dude, okay, okay. When you mentioned the abyss, this is I just thought about this. So he creates that green lightsaber, he goes to Jabba's palace. There are two occasions where he falls into he either falls into an abyss or almost falls into an abyss. So he he's in Jabba's palace, he falls into that pit and has to fight the monster. Yes. And then after that, they're gonna feed him to that 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 pit, the creature in that pit. So that's very interesting that a, a, a large pit appears right after he creates that green lightsaber dude that dude huh. that's crazy that is weird that almost thinks me uh makes me think of um the story with ra and uh apophis you know when he when uh, whenever ra you know it's like he has to fight apophis every night to keep the beast down Oh, mm -hmm. you know, and there's other stories, too, with like the beast and stuff, but I don't want to get too much off track. But I had started to also think that the green lightsaber might do have had uh, to go along with Yoda being green. And in my opinion, a lot of that is his him. What I would call if I was doing the things he was doing, that would be technically kind of magic for real. You know, mm -hmm. um, but then at the end, like you said, the gold one um, in the tree of life, like I was saying, there will be the. Uh, red and blue sphere, the power and the glory. And then on the bottom, there will be a uh, green, which could be for love. And there will be orange for like knowledge. Um, in the magicians, the whole reason for a magician and the whole magician's journey, he is supposed to go to the sphere that is in the middle. Our whole thing is to get to that gold sphere that's in the middle. That is of pure beauty Everything is balanced. Everything is the right way. It would just be perfect. You know, beauty and balance and perfection. Uh, you could even say it's uh, being in charge of your own domain. Just everything is great. So I just thought it was really weird at the end, after all that had happened, out of all that fighting, at the end, once you have had the power and the glory, that's the whole other thing, you know, uh, the blue is supposed to be as everything is, is imperfect and utopia. And then the red is for when there's chaos and you need to change. it. Um, you can be a magician and use those things to keep balance. And I just found that very coincidental that after all that fighting had happened, the next one she fucking lights up is gold now. Right. And everything's fine. Everything looks like it's supposed to be the way it is now. She saved the day. Everything's yeah. beautiful. And now she lights up a gold lightsaber. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? 
And and right before that, she buried. And I'll have to go back and rewatch that whole him. thing. At the, that whole fight scene to me was the two pillars fighting. Yeah, yeah. And she buried sure. she buried those lightsabers in the sand before yes. she ignited her gold one. So it's like it's like burying all of that turmoil and and angst yes. and, yep. and saying like truly, I I am bringing balance to the force. Which actually talking about it, it kind of makes me appreciate it a little bit that. If that if that's what they were going for, it makes sense conceptually and symbolically that that she really was saying, like, I'm not this, I'm not that. It both of those sides are both kind of extinct. We're gonna forge a new path that's some you can almost you know, you can go down the the conspiracy about the force being like a one-world religion or whatever, but you know, saying like like these two opposing sides, it, it really doesn't matter anymore. Let's forge a new path forward. Yeah. Yeah, but I know, I really, I mean, I would even say, I mean, I thought the whole fight scene at the end was just, there's a lot of occultism in that fucking movie, especially that last one. Yeah, like, you know, Palpatine had all of those acts. Even all those dudes in the fucking cloaks and shit. Dude, yeah. I thought that was just like, I was like, are we watching like a wild eyes wide shut now? (laughs) I mean, like, that (laughs) wasn't crazy enough. (laughs) Somebody in the chat wanted you to speak a little bit more about the concept of, of the abyss. When you when you talk about the abyss, are you talking about like a crossing over to the other side, like from life sure, to well, death, or is it like, or is it just like, a, is it metaphorical? No, no, no. You 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 will have to leave your body. I mean, I, you may be tethered to it still, or you complete. I do believe you. I believe real real magic starts happening when you actually completely detach. But the abyss uh, to me is when you you are not of this world anymore, and you have your 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 soul has gone somewhere else. Okay. Wow, I mean, that's... that's the hardest thing to. Uh, it's really hard for me to explain it, but uh, yeah. yeah, the abyss is. It's where a pure consciousness is, and I think in order for you to get to that point, part of you has to kind of step outside yourself to get there. Yeah, because I think when you when you say the word abyss, I think it 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 when you just say it, it naturally seems to have a negative connotation. Oh to it. no, 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 no! Be- because I'm like not in the that at all in the Bible, right? In the revelation, you know, the, the beast is sent to the abyss, right? Like he's sent to this almost like a jail cell, like, like you're sitting in right now in Guantanamo Bay. I think that's what people think of when they hear the word abyss, but it sounds like it has a different connotation from your perspective. Are you very, are you very religious? Um, you know, I, 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 I want, I want to be more, I grew up, I grew up in a, in a very huge Christian household and, you know, I, I hold those beliefs, but I, I, I've, I've strayed away from them a little bit, but I, I need to, in my own mind, I want to get back, get back into, into some more of that stuff. So I, so I know a lot of the knowledge of it, yeah. but you know, the funny I, so, thing is, I didn't want to get into it too much. I'm only asking cause I didn't know how you take it, but uh, in occultism, the thing that's going to get you to the abyss is the beast. I hate to say it. That is the uh, point when you have given zero fucks about this world and your body is able, your soul is able to say, fuck this. I'm out. And the beast will rise, and you will leave. That's an occultism. So, and that's but, what happens uh, when you take. And that's you, what happens you when, you, when you the take beast. the. That's what happens when you take the vaccine, right? You go to the beat. You go to the uh, abyss. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? My whole opinion. I believe it or not. I think the vaccine is meant to keep people here. Yeah, it's to keep you sick enough that you keep. They keep feeding off you, the, yeah. the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much because. I don't know how much they still censor for people talking about COVID, but 
Yeah. Yeah. YouTube I saw was cracking down really, really, really yeah. hard recently, yeah. which, which sucks. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'm good here on Rockfin. Rockfin's been pretty oh, okay. Good All right. Yeah. So, but, but, but I would say for the abyss, really, it's just this, it's kind of like the spirit world, but it, it's not necessarily a negative thing. I mean, uh, it would, in my opinion, it's really just making contact with uh, pure consciousness that we that we all share. Right. We, yeah. um, in in the chat too, somebody said, "Is would you consider the abyss similar to like the term nirvana, like a uh, state of like enlightenment?" Oh yeah, yeah. If you were, uh, there is a there is a a sphere on the tree of life that they call doth, and it's supposed to be for like knowledge. Um, it's also another one. Sometimes they add it in, or sometimes they don't. Depends on what people like. Uh, it is a sphere before you cross the abyss. My opinion, that sphere that's for knowledge, doth, is really for when you come back. You have crossed the abyss. You know the difference between both worlds. You know what real magic is. You know what the spirit world is. And now, since you've experienced it, now you have that knowledge. I think Nirvana is kind of saying the enlightenment that you had from knowing, you know, from crossing over and knowing both. Right. And that, in that, in that death, I, I think it's like D apostrophe AT. Oh yeah. D A apostrophe A F. But like you think of the word Darth, right. Think of like Darth, like Darth yes. Vader. Yes. He did cross over uh, two different times, right. He crossed over from good to bad and then he crossed back over from bad to good. So very symbolic right there of just, they, they very specifically use that word. I'm sure. Making me wonder what about Vader now. I gotta think of that. I gotta look into that word. So I've heard of Vedic. But I don't know. You know that's I think Va- I think Vader. It's like the and maybe somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but like the German word for father, or, or very close to that. So like you know, in and itself, like okay, come on. If you would have thought of that, like okay, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, the word Darth, like I know they they. I'm pretty sure they got that from the from the Kabbalah tree. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, now you just got me stuck on that. Fuck. Because because <laughs> the whole thing, even with um, there's like certain things in a in in magic, they call it the Yad Hey Vod Hey formula, or uh uh there's I think other names of calling it, and it kind of goes like with the tarot cards, you will have king, queen, prince, and princess, or you will have uh father, mother, you know, daughter, and son. Um the queen really is the scarlet whore. And in, in the end of the game, she is the Scarlet Whore, and you have to get past her in order to experience um, the other side. And the one that experiences the other side is the King of the Father. So now it just makes me think, like, well, Darth Vader would to have had to been the father in occultism to have the knowledge of Darth. There you go. You <laughs> he, he had to have attained... That in the Yadhe Vadhe, or if you want to look at the cards, tarot cards, he would have had to obtain that type of symbolism. Yeah. To be able to have the Doth knowledge. So who knows? Yeah. And I mean, look, his his master was basically like Aleister Crowley. So his dark side master. No, right? Look, look at him in that clothes. No, like right? The most occult, the most occult symbolism in Star Wars is is Palpatine in those in those robes. Mm. There's nothing. There's nothing darker than that. And, and his whole thing was a quest for knowledge. Like, listen, follow me. And we got this quest for knowledge. We're going to find out the key between life and death, right? There's your, um, there's your abyss coming out of the, coming out of the body, going back from here to there. We're going to figure out that trick 
but really it, it was it wasn't it was just a trick to get him there right like you were saying about the oto yeah him saying that kind of stuff it was really just a trick to get him Played to get to in the door right he played his appeal, feelings to get him appeal there. to his feelings his emotions no different than the left so dude so dude we're making some crazy connections here i love it this is great i mean i don't want to this this would probably take too much but i would even say the fact that that dude can shoot lightning out of his fingers is sci-fi as that seems i'm not saying that that can happen in real magic that i can do that but i do think that in itself is an occult thing they're showing you that because of occultism because yeah. believe it or not a lot of occultism will start even going back to electricity wow that's a whole episode right there yeah yeah that's why i said <laughs> i don't want to get into that too much but in my opinion it does it has a lot to do with the actual electricity within ourselves and in our mind you know, yeah we are, we are electrical beings the yeah. fucking shit's in the air i'm breathing it in right now i mean that's what tesla that's how tesla was going to do his stuff he was sucking the free electric out of the air yeah right right <laughs> so and, and and it's one of those things it's just I like think we have so it. much water because we conduct it so well <laughs> and it's just like a, a it, electric is like a gun it could be used for good or bad right like you can use it to power cities it, you power the conversation we're having right now or the emperor could use it to try to kill luke right so he so he he had the ultimate power to harness that however he wanted he could have you know he could have you know he could have fixed climate change in the galaxy for all we know with that lightning but what did he choose to do try to kill people with it Asshole. I mean, I will even say, and we'll leave, we'll leave it on this with that topic. I don't know if you saw, I changed my logo today. Lux made me a new logo. I love it. Um, I love it. You got the electric coming from most sides. Yeah, you see, there was a reason why I put that there. It's an occult symbol. <laughs> there is electric going through the fucking brain. So, I love it, dude. Uh, thank you so much for for coming on. This has been this has been great. We went through all kinds of stuff from from Trump to the occult to Star Wars. Yeah, I had a blast uh, actually. This was great. Great stuff all around. So um, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can listen to your shows, where they can uh, where they can get triggered by your uh, your your posts. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, the New York Patriot 1978. Um, I, you know, I normally just put up my videos, but every once in a while, I'll start triggering people. Uh, you can for that for the triggering. That's what you can go for. <laughs> um, I try not to do it too much with the occult rejects Twitter because I do take that a little bit more serious. And I want people to ban and get banned and reported. But um, you can find my show and my podcast on um, New York Patriot on YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, most major podcasts. And then I do have the Occult Rejects I do with a co-host where we more uh, do very in-depth uh, you know, series and topics. Um, you can find us there on BitChute, Rumble, uh, Gab TV. We've been kicked off of YouTube and we're on most major podcasts as well. Hell yeah. And I, and I think you just... You just had a conversation with one of my one of my favorite people, Odd Man Out, didn't you? Yeah, we had him on our uh, yes, our Franklin cover up series. We dropped uh, the first part yesterday. We had him in that, yes, yes, and we're actually going to have him back on to cover Aquino again. Awesome, great, yeah, great yeah. dude, great dude. I, I will have. He's one of my he's one of my favorites in the podcasting community. He's a great. He, he, he's a great dude. He's given me some really good. Um, references and some some books and stuff to read. So yeah, dude, he's a, he's a great he's a gentleman. He's a good gentleman. I'll tell you that much. For sure. He really is. He's one of the good ones out there. So so uh, dude, thanks a lot for stopping by. Well, thank for, you, thank uh, you for everybody watching live. For everybody listening after the fact, we really appreciate it. You know, there's a there's a zillion podcasts and stuff out there. So I yeah. definitely appreciate you guys 
hanging out, listening to us kind of listen uh, to my talk, mouth. Thank you. <laughs> talk to shit for a little bit. We're going to put the explicit label on this one for sure. You, <laughs> you know, it, brother. Um, so, so thanks everybody for listening. Thank and you. As always, may the force be with you. Later.